Well, praise the Lord. Welcome, you manifested sons, you manifested daughters of God. You know, Mark Masson, one of the things I love about God, one of the things I love about Brother Cirillo, Brother Cirillo was not a big believer in just theology and teaching. He was a big believer in this word, manifestation. Amen, amen. And you know, Jesus taught us that he knew where he came from, mm. and he knew where he was going to. Yes. And I think that that boldness in the life of Dr. Maurice Cerillo during 73 years of ministry mm. came from that knowledge, oh, that man. he knew where he came from. Amen. He knew the calling upon his life, oh, and he knew where he was going to. Oh, and man. if you have that in your life, nothing can stop you. And you know, Mark, today's message, I love this message, it is you don't have to prove anything. Your job is not to prove anything. Brother Shrill is gonna remind us today, we're not in a performance-based relationship with God. The Bible says in Ephesians, listen, read your Bible, I tell you. The more you read it, the more you understand how God is not depending on anything and you begin to have faith rise up and you begin to receive God for who he is. Ephesians talks about our roots and that we are rooted in, not performance, but in the love of God. Our roots are where the plant gets its nourishment. The roots yes. is where the plant gets its stability. Your nourishment, your stability is not in what you're doing for God, but your nourishment and your stability is in what God is doing and what God wants to do. And I love it, Mark. God, how he wants to manifest himself. That's what it's all about. Well, I'm excited. I know that you are. I know that you who are watching, you who are listening, what an incredible privilege we have. Once again, I tell you, one of the greatest voices that God ever raised up in the history of his church. This is a man that didn't just stand up and preach words, but this is a man that literally gave his life for the words that you are about to receive so that they could be an impartation, that they could be a legacy from the life of our incredible servant of God. Would you join me once again in welcoming to the day two manifested sons of God Morris Cirillo, School of Ministry, the one and only Dr. Morris Cirillo. 2,000 years ago, one of the greatest strategies that Jesus used to defeat Satan was the manner in which he positioned himself to confront him. He came against Satan. Now, <clears throat> put that in your spirit because that's very important. Say this after me. He came against Satan. Now, just tuck that into your spirit. He came against Satan from a position of knowing. Now, the first thing we discovered yesterday morning was that Jesus 
knew who he was. And he made no bones about it. He made the definite statements. He made the definite declarations. And he was not intimidated by doubt. He was not intimidated by unbelief. He was not intimidated by his environment. He was not intimidated by the religious leaders of his day. Now, sad to say, 2,000 years later, this Church of Jesus Christ is very intimidated. You say, Brother Strillo, who are we intimidated by? We're intimidated by the press. I had one man come to me one time and he said to me, I won't tell you who he was, he said, I am so glad, Brother Srillo, the newspapers weren't present in the meeting. I said, why not? He said, because every evangelist who comes to, and he named the certain town, I won't tell you what the town was, but he said, every evangelist who comes to this town, the newspapers come into the meetings and they ridicule the meetings and they put it in the press. And I looked at him and I said to him, sir, and he was a minister and a very outstanding man. And he had been in the ministry for some 30 or 40 years. And I looked at him and I said to him, sir, I'm sorry that you don't understand that that's our job. He said, what do you mean that's your job? I said, that's our job to take the criticism. But I can tell you one sure thing, brother, there's not any devils in hell. There's not any newspapers. There's not any environment that's gonna inhibit or intimidate this preacher. You say, why not, Brother Shula? Because I know who I am. Now, don't expect the unbelievers to lay hold to your claims. The Jews did not believe the claims that Jesus made concerning himself. Remember where we left off yesterday with the scripture of John 10, 25? He said, I told you so. What did I tell you? I told you I'm the living bread. I'm told you if any man thirsts, let him come. I'll give him water to drink. He'll never get thirsty. I told you I am the light of the world. I told you before Abraham was, I am. I kept telling you who I am. I keep telling you 
They keep asking me. I keep telling you. But the problem is you don't believe I am the son of the living God. John 10, 25. Remember, he said, I told you, but yet you do not believe me. But it in no way intimidated Jesus. Why? Because of that tremendous position of knowing. What did Jesus know? He knew who he was. Now, we are not on the defensive. Let's get this straight before we go any further here this morning. Because we're going to go into some pretty deep revelation. Let's get one thing straight. We are not on the defensive. Jesus didn't come here to this earth to teach you. Oh, I know, I, I, I know you're not going to understand this. But he didn't come here to teach you how to defend yourself. Now, I don't think you got that. He came here to lead you in an attack. you to put in your spirit was that Jesus went into Satan's territory. Do you remember that? Jesus went into Satan's territory. The strategy of Christ was not to sit back and take the defensive and wait until the enemy came against him. He didn't come here to teach us to hold the fort. But he came here to teach us how to march out, locate the enemy, go into his territory, tear him apart, destroy him, defeat him, deliver his people, and bring victory and glory and honor to the name of his Father. They didn't believe it, but he boldly declared in John 10, 30, after he told them in John 10, 25, I've told you, but you didn't believe me. Then in John 10, 30, he came back and he said, I'm going to lay something real heavy on you. He said, you don't believe that I come from God? He said, how about trying to believe this? I and the Father are one. You don't believe I come from God, I'm going to lay something real heavy on you. 
All right, John 10:30, write it down. Put it in your spirit. Even though the Jews didn't believe the claims concerning Jesus about himself, he knew who he was. He didn't try to defend himself. He didn't need any defense. And instead, he took the offense when they wouldn't believe what he said. And he told them in John 10, 30, he said, I and the Father are one. Now, brother, let me tell you something. That made the devil mad. They picked up stones, the Bible says, and they stoned him. Why? Or they were going to stone him. Why? Because according to the law, the penalty for blasphemy was death by stoning. And they accused Jesus of blasphemy. First, because he said he was the son of God. Now, because he said he and God are one. Listen to John 10, 32. When they were lifting up their hands and getting ready to throw the stones at Jesus, Jesus asked, my father has enabled me to do many good deeds. I have shown many acts of mercy in your presence. For which of these do you stone me? Now, in spiritual warfare, you better not only know who you are, but you better know who your enemy is, and you better realize that even though people see the manifestation of God, if their heart and their spirit is set against God, it doesn't make any difference if you raise the dead, so stop trying to frustrate yourself. Did you hear me? Your job is not to prove anything. But your job is to live with a life being manifested in you that will reveal the glory of God, the image of his son. And when you walk through this world with that permeating through your being, you have fulfilled the purposes of God for your life. Let everything else alone. Don't let the devil intimidate you and frustrate you. He is a liar. Do you hear what I called you? Come on, say it with me. The devil's a liar. The devil's a liar. Say it like you believe it. Say it like you believe it. 
let the whole world know it. John 10, 33, listen to it. Listen to what Jesus continues to say in this experience. He said, we are not going, or they answered him, the religious leaders, after Jesus asked them what reason they were going to stone him. They answered him, we are not going to stone you for a good act, but for blasphemy, because you, a mere man, make yourself out to be God. When the G Jews looked at Jesus, they saw him as a man. They saw him as the son of Joseph, the carpenter from Nazareth. They knew God had promised a Messiah but they didn't expect it to come this way. They thought one would come with a golden crown and, you know, chum speak and lightning would fall from heaven and all the Romans would be killed and the Jews would be set up in the throne. <laughs> they never bothered to read their own scriptures. Now, every preconceived idea put this in your spirit every preconceived idea that comes to us as a result of our environment puts a limitation on us it hinders us from seeing and it hinders us from believing now, these Jews, because of their environment, they put limitations on themselves. If they had eyes to see, ears to hear, they would have heard the words of life. They would have drunk the living water. They would have eaten the living bread. But because of their environment, they were limited in their ability to accept Jesus Christ as the Son of God and then get a hold of this as God. Now, I want you to notice Jesus' strategy. He told them who he was. Faced the devil from this position of knowing. Then he really gave it to them. He said, I and the Father are one. They dialogued together. And they said to him, but brother, they didn't know it. He was leading them. Whew. Jesus was a master strategist. They said, we're not blaspheming you for the good works. We're blessed. We're going to not stoning you for the good works. We're going to stone you because you say you're a God. He said, oh, is that right? He said, didn't you ever read the 82nd Psalm? 82nd Psalm? Where is that? 
Listen to what Jesus said, John 10, 34 through 36. Jesus answered, is it not written in your law? I said, ye are gods. So men are called gods by the law. Men to whom God's message came and the scripture cannot be set aside or canceled or broken or annulled. If that is true, do you say to me, the one whom the Father consecrated and dedicated and set apart for himself and sent into this world, you are blaspheming? Because I said, I am the Son of God. Yeah, he lived this life. Not 90% of the time, not 80% of the time, not 70% of the time, but he lived this life 100% of the time. And his victory was in knowing that he, Jesus Christ, was the literal son of God. He knew who he was. He knew his relationship with the Father. He knew it was from the beginning. He knew he had created all things. That's why he was able to say to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. Your strength and your strategy in coming against the enemy. Remember what I put on the blackboard here yesterday? Do you remember what is going to be the first thing that's going to manifest itself in this end time harvest time? Say it. God, say it. Is going to. Forget everybody in this building. Kapori samandolo boka. Tandolo bo samandoli biya kabata kaba. Sandohobi kiki amandolo bo chiki kya. Sandolo bo kaka. Tindolo bo kiki amando. Sandha parisikya. Go ahead, let it flow. Close your eyes. Shut yourself in. You're the only person standing here in the presence of your father. You're his child. You're his son. You know it. 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 The devil knows that you know. That you know. That you know. That you know. He knows it. That you know it. This is what will change Africa. This is what will turn the tide. 
Somebody do what Brother Cirillo said to do and go ahead and lift your hands to the Father. I love when Brother Cirillo asked us to say, David said, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. It's important what we speak about God, especially when it's connected to what we know about God. And I want us to say this together. Somebody say, today I am a son, or if you are a woman, somebody say, I am a daughter of the all-powerful, almighty God of the universe. Amen. And what I like about this teaching is that we don't have to prove anything uh, in our yeah. own strength, but what we need to do is to discover mm -hmm. what God has already decided, what he has already provided. The Bible says that we are his workmanship mm. in order to do good works, the manifestation of God that God has prepared before the foundation of the world. Oh, so we man. don't have to manufacture them. We don't have to struggle yes. on how to produce by ourselves. We just need to discover them. Amen. And as soon as you discover what God is for your life, then it's an easy job. Ah, you just need man. to obey. Ah, man. And you know, Mark, what I love about the Lord, too, is that God is always looking for ways to help us mm. to step into his destiny. And so, sure, for some people, they can just get everything that they need, almost literally, from the presence of God. But the Bible says in Ephesians that God gave gifts to the church, apostles, mm. prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. The truth of the matter is, we need each other. You know, whether we are people that just like yes. to be kind of on our own, God created it. Even the Word of mm. God says, when two or more are gathered together in my name, Jesus said, there I am in the midst of us. And I want to encourage you, I really believe to see the fulfillment of this message. We need Dr. Morris Cirillo. Yes. We need what he had. We need the God of Morris Cirillo as we begin to see his example. We need to begin to have a hunger that rises up in us and says, God, if you did it for him, God, you can do it for me. The Bible says he's no respecter of persons. 
I want to encourage you today like I have never encouraged you before. One of the great classic books that God used Dr. Morris Cirillo to leave as a gift to the body of Christ is simply passing on the mantle. That's what this school of ministry is all about. That's what these classes are every day. But this is a message that will help you to not only understand what we're receiving, but how do I put myself in a position to receive this mantle that God placed upon Morris Cirillo's life and even in a double portion. Yeah, and you know, Greg, you and I, we are living proof Amen. of that transfer of the anointing. Come on. And it's nothing magic, mm -mm. but day by day by day by day, we place ourselves under the teaching. Amen. And the anointing of Dr. Murray Cerillo. Yes. And one day, we just knew it was there. Yeah. We were equipped. Amen. So it's exactly the same with you. As you faithfully watch day by day by day the teaching, the school of ministry, that same mantle Amen. Greg is talking about, Ooh. that book is talking about, that same mantle will be mightily upon your shoulder. Ooh, my father. And I tell you what, you are honoring Dr. Cirillo by staying connected. Yes. And honor is the key. I want to say this, honor is the currency of promotion. Honor is the currency of receiving the mantle. Elisha, Elijah, Elisha honored Elijah. Elisha served Elijah. Sowing, the anointing that you and I sow into is the anointing that we receive. Sowing is a way of honoring the anointing. Watching like you're doing every day. Your time, I want you to know, never underestimate the value of your time. God sees the time that you are giving every day when you open your emails. And I want to encourage you, make sure you look in your email box. Open your emails every day. There's incredible sure. study notes in those emails. God sees the time you're investing, listening on the podcast, watching on Facebook, watching on YouTube. And then the incredible comments that you will leave on the YouTube page or in the Facebook lives. I tell you what, what you are doing is literally putting yourself in a position to receive this. I believe that this is the prayer from the life of Dr. Morris Cirillo. He said, God, give me the ability to pass on to somebody else the anointing and the grace and the Amen. power from my life that you've given me, the same God, give it to somebody else. And you are part of over five million men and women. And I just want to urge you, stay connected. I can't wait. Tomorrow is day three. Take advantage of the spiritual resources. We make them available at a very special price. Use the links, use the phone number, and let us know that you are staying connected. Let us know that this school of ministry is a blessing to you. So on behalf of Mark, all of our team, we just want to say to you today that miracles happen when someone cares. We care what happens to you. We love you so much. We can't wait for our appointment tomorrow. Day three, don't miss it. The manifested sons of God 
We'll see you then live from Legacy in Jesus' name.